The broadcast is now starting. All attendees are in listen-only mode. Good evening and welcome to this webinar brought to you by the Botox Training Club. My name is Dr. Harry Singh. So tonight we're going to spend next half an hour, 40 minutes, talking about external marketing for your facial aesthetics business. Just want to do a quick sound check just to make sure everyone can hear me. Um, so if you can just type in either yes or the letter Y in the chat box on the right hand side. So just make sure everyone can hear me before we continue. Okay, thank you. Yep, yeah, looks like everyone can hear me. Great, thank you for that. So just give it a few more seconds. See some people are still trying to register online. Hope everyone's had a good day. It's been a scorcher down south of England, um, nearly the weekend. So hopefully we'll, weather will hold up there. Okay, looks like everyone's registered on that. So as I said, we're going to be talking about external marketing for your facial aesthetics business. And the reason we're doing marketing is to make our facial aesthetics business successful. And we need to first define what a successful business is for you. So if you could just, in the chat box on the right-hand side, same again, a um, couple of words or sentence, what would um, what would need to happen for you to say your facial aesthetics business is successful? So I'll give you a minute or so just to type in chat box. So what would need to happen to make your facial aesthetics business successful? Because if we don't know what's going to make it successful, how do we know if we got there and what steps we need to take? to achieve that. Okay, we've got steady flow of patients, lots of new patients, lots of money, sounds good to me. Okay, oh, thank you for that. So it's only really three things you need to make your facial aesthetics business successful. One is attraction, you need to attract new patients. And the rest of the webinar, we're talking about marketing, how to attract new patients. So one will be to attract new patients. The second part is converting those patients. And then the third part is retention of those patients. If you can master those three steps, attraction, conversion, retention, everything else will fall into place. Don't need to worry about anything else and you'll have a successful, profitable facial aesthetics business. So it's attraction, conversion and retention. So external marketing is part of the three M's in terms of the whole marketing um, strategies we're gonna use. The first M is market, second M is message, and the third M is medium. So it's gonna briefly run through the first two, market and message, and then we'll concentrate on marketing and specifically external marketing. So the first M is market. Who is your target market? You need to find out who you're gonna be aiming for because your medium, what activities you take will differ according to the target market. So for example, if your target market may be females between 30 and 40, you're gonna have a completely different message and activities that you're gonna follow if you're aiming for an older semi-retired population. So who is your target market? It could be yummy mummies, ladies at lunch, men, um, women underarm sweating, men underarm sweating, etc. So there's numerous uh, markets you can aim for. And I see it as the game board Guess Who. If you remember, Guess Who's got lots of faces and lots of people. You cannot market to every single one. 
you need to pick one or two that you can aim for. So that's the first M is market. Who is your primary target market? The second M is message. Message basically means how you convey what you do. And what I use is something called uh, elevator speech. And on your screen, it's divided into five parts. So this is how I would introduce myself. This is what I have on my business cards, promotional material. So if someone said to you, let's say elevator speech came along from, let's say you were on the ground floor reception lobby in a hotel, and you get an elevator to the second floor, and someone says to you, what do you do? And most people say they're, they are their product. So they will say either I'm a dentist or I'm a facial esthetician, I'm a property investor, etc. That means nothing to that person. So let's say you say you're a dentist, they've got preconceived ideas that may be costly, maybe scary, maybe pain. What you need to do, forget the P, the product, is what you need to concentrate. It's the V, the value. What value are you giving to that person? So the five parts is, what is the problem? So, for example, if you face a statistician, you could say, you know how some people are worried about fine lines and wrinkles. That's the first part. What is the problem? No one takes action unless they have a problem. Then you want to emphasize that problem, why the problem is a problem. So, so the first part is, what is the problem? You know how some people are worried about fine lines and wrinkles. The second part, why the problem is a problem, you could say, which means that they appear older than they really are. Then you want to explain your new solution, but keep it very generic and overcome anticipated objections. So we're not going to talk about techniques, um, salute, specific solutions. We just want them to call us, get uh, their foot in the door. And we're going to overcome anticipated objections. So anticipate objections with facial sex could be with Botox, could be, is it a toxin? Will I look fake or false? So your new solution could be, I offer gentle, natural, safe techniques. As I said, it's very generic. You're not saying to them straight away. So what is the problem? You know how some people are worried about fine lines and wrinkles. Why the problem is a problem, which means they appear older than they really are. Your new solutions, I offer gentle, natural, safe techniques. Then the fourth part, why choose you? What makes you stand out? It could be your experience, number of cases, your location, um, special equipment you may have. So I would normally say I've been doing this since 2002, or you could say I'm a dentist, I know about head and neck anatomy, I've treated over 3,000 cases, etc. So what makes you stand out compared to your competition? And the last bit is call to action, and I normally end it with, if you know anyone that's interested, here's my card. So I've answered that. What is the problem? Why the problem is a problem? Your unique solution. Why choose you? Call to action. For face assertion, you would say, you know how some people are worried about fine lines and wrinkles, which means that they appear older than they really are. I offer gentle, safe, natural-looking results. I've been doing this since 2002. If you know anyone interested, here's my card or here's my details. It should take no longer than 30 seconds. If you're a dentist and let's say you're doing cosmetic dentistry or you want to sell that, what is the problem? Could be, um, you know how some people are worried about their smile, which means that they lack confidence and don't smile as often. I offer gentle, affordable techniques. I've been doing this since, say, 1996. If you know anyone interested, here's my card. 
that sounds a lot better than you're saying, I'm a dentist, I'm a facial esthetician. They can't prejudge you. You've stressed the problem. You stressed your unique solution and the value you're going to add. And you will convert a lot more patients by using the V, the value, compared to the P, the product. And as we said, the third M is the medium. So the medium is what activities you're going to undertake to get those patients attracted to your clinic. But as I said, the first two M's are critical. First M is the market, what market you're aiming for. The second M is the message, how you convey what you do. And the rest of the webinar, we'll talk about the medium. Okay, so external marketing compared to internal marketing. External marketing is external activities. Internal marketing is like what you do in-house, in clinic, in practice, um, word of mouth, referrals, etc. So let's have a look at websites. There. So most of you would have your dental website, and what I would do is obviously have a section on facial aesthetics. Because your normal website would have been ranked on Google and has been established, you want to add facial aesthetics to your current website. So what you need to be careful with is with ASA, Advertising Stands Agency, you cannot have the word Botox on your homepage. So you cannot have a domain with Botox in it. You cannot have, so I know some of you are thinking I've got Botox Training Club. Because I'm not selling to the public, I'm saying to professionals, you're allowed to have it there. But if you're selling anything to the public, you cannot have the word Botox in domain name and you cannot have the word Botox on your homepage. You can have it on subsequent pages. In theory, you're not supposed to have it anywhere on your website, but uh, ASA haven't got the resources to police it. And also, they are not reactive. They are, sorry, they're not proactive, they're reactive. So they don't, have, they haven't got the time or resources to look at everyone's website. So they are, they only realize when it's brought to their attention. So it's going to be, unfortunately, someone snitching you, grasping you up, a local competitor that's jealous of your success. And that's what happened to me. People are jealous that I was doing loads of Botox, so they um, wrote a letter to ASA. Worst thing, well, this is a few years ago. ASA just wrote me a letter to say, take it off your website. So you cannot have it anywhere on your homepage. And if you have a drop-down menu on your homepage, let's say you hover your mouse on a treatment and a drop-down menu appears on the homepage and Botox appears on that, they'll penalize you for that as well. So you cannot have it anywhere on your homepage, but at the moment, subsequent pages are fine. So you would have anti-wrinkle treatments, as you can see from the slide. My tabs is home, anti-wrinkle treatments, dermal fillers there but when you go onto the anti-wrinkle treatments page the word botox does occur what i'm doing at the moment is just changing um, a few things so we've got a few services on that page and subsequent pages and another website i have which i'll come on to in a minute we do not talk about the solution we offer because the patients do not understand what solution there is they only know what problem so my other pages of the website and the other page the microsite I have, it lists the problems. Are you concerned with fine lines and wrinkles? Are you concerned with loss of volume? Are you concerned about your skin complexion? So we're listing the problems because the patient or visitor can relate to that, and then we provide a solution. Most people do the opposite around. They have all the solutions, especially in dentistry. They have all the solutions like implants, short-term ortho, etc. It should be the other way around. You should be listing the problems. Do you have crooked teeth? Do you have missing teeth, etc.? Then you can provide the solution. Also, I think I'm going to do is in the process now is have different tabs for different age groups. 
So we're going to have a box, boxes on our homepage, and it will say 30 to 40, 40 to 50, 50 to 60, etc. So that patient or visitor will click whatever age they are. So they'll know that the t solutions and problems are tailor-made to their age group. There. So that's your main home, uh, main website. Also, I have a microsite. So microsite is just dedicated to facial aesthetics. So when I did do dentistry, I had my main website, which is self-kept, had my dentistry services and my facial aesthetic services. And I also created a separate, it's called a microsite, which is specific to facial aesthetics. And if you can see on the uh, address bar, the name of the website, wrinkle reduction treatment, halfshare.co.uk. So as I said, you cannot have the domain Botox anywhere. But what I did had wrinkle reduction treatment about heart for sure because I wanted to get highly ranked in the area I was practicing in. So this is a quick way for you to get good Google rankings is to pick a the town or the area you're looking at doing facial aesthetics in the domain name. Also, I found that a lot of my patients, especially facial aesthetic patients, weren't interested in dental services. You'll be quite shocked. Where you're treating facial aesthetic patients, they may have missing that tools, really discolored teeth. They'll spend a thousand pounds a year on Botox similar for this, but they want to spend 60, 70 pounds on a composite filling. It's not a priority for them. They don't see a problem. As we all know, patients will spend money on what they want, not what they need. So I tried in vain to convert a lot of these facial aesthetic patients to dental patients, and I was banging my head against the brick wall. So what I found was by having the face aesthetics in my dental website is good, but some people were put off because they weren't interested in dentistry. So I created a separate website, get good ranking straight away, and it's just concentrating on facial aesthetics. So that's your microsite, or also known as a squeeze page. Think about um, stuff with the website. Obviously, most of you should know SEO and PPC. So PPC is pay-per-click or AdWords. So these are sponsored listings that occur at the top of Google and on the right-hand side. So you can quite quickly get on page one by paying for keywords there. Same as Botox on the homepage, you cannot um, have a pay-per-click campaign on Botox. Google won't allow it. SEO search engine optimization is free, but it takes time to build up. So what you're going to be doing, obviously, having um, facial aesthetics, wrinkle reduction on your main website and also separate website microsite and it will improve your ranking rankings there so as i said you cannot um, bid pay-per-click or botox and seo is slow but it's a cheaper way to get onto page one also once you do have your website or websites you're going to have to decide what is the purpose of the website and there's two main ways you can go about your website the first one is direct selling so direct selling will be like my, these two websites. List the services, list the problems, and if they're ready, they'll phone the number and book an appointment for a free consultation. The other one is list building. So I'll do it on my Botox Training Club and Dental Property Club website. So if you've ever been to any of those two websites, you can see there's selling and course workshops. But there's also free information available if you leave your name and email address. So what you're doing is building a list of people that are interested, called prospects, into your sales funnel. And what you do is keep in regular contact with them. So with Facebook settings, you could write a report, um, 10 ways to um, be 10 years younger, for example. 
And obviously, the only people that are going to be interested in downloading that report, they have to leave their name, email address, and phone number. Is people interested in those kind of services? So you know you've got a qualified list of people, and you're doing a soft sell. You're not going to do a direct hard sell where once you've got the email or mobile number, you phone them directly. You're just keeping regular contact with them with newsletters, email shots, and you're building trust and credibility over a long time. So when they're ready to undertake any face-to-face services, they'll call you. So either you can do direct selling, which 99% websites do, or you can do list building. Yeah. Okay, hopefully that makes sense with websites. Second activity you could do is joint venture. So there's numerous parts to joint ventures. So joint ventures where you partner up with someone to help each other. First thing is you need the right joint venture. So what you want to do is once you know your primary target market, the first M, you want to know where do they hang around? What salons do they go to? Beauty spas, hair salons, what coffee shops, what restaurants? Because you want to build a relationship with those people. So it's going to be beauty salons, hair salons, gyms, other dentists they may go to that don't offer um, face aesthetics, migraine clinics, wedding suppliers. So you want to pick the right joint venture. So you may want to do like a focus group with your patients that undertake facial aesthetics with you already. Go, okay, where do you hang around? It may be a group of mums that go for coffee straight after they drop the kids off. So you want to target that group. So you want the right joint venture. Then you want them to have the right list. It's no use targeting salons that cater for animals. No use targeting salons that cater for really old, uh, people say over 80, where they're not interested in Botox or fillers. So it may be the right joint venture, but do they have the right list? And the third right is, have you got the right relationship? So I've seen perfect salons in my area, perfect list, but there's a personality clash between me and the owner. Doesn't matter how good their list is, how good the joint venture partner is, if I don't get on with them, I'm not going to do business with them. So there's three things you need to look for. Are they the right joint venture in terms of is the right place? Do your target market for Crete that place? Do they have the right list? Are these people willing to pay for your facial aesthetic services? And are they interested in your facial aesthetic services? And third, can you get the right relationship with that joint venture owner? So how to do it? So the way I target salons is if I was new in an area, I would write to every single salon, talking about um, I'm a professional dentist, qualified, experienced in facial aesthetics. Have they thought about introducing that in their um, salon? I'm not talking about whether I'm going to go there or they're going to refer to me. That can be done later. But it's just to gauge their interest. It's a bit like the list building for the website. You're seeing who's interested. Then what I do, obviously, if they've replied to that letter, obviously you have a meeting. Anyone that hasn't replied, I'm still going to see, or one of my team members used to see, um, used to go and visit the salon. Best days to go is probably a Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, Saturday, they're hectic. Monday, they normally close because they're open on the weekend. Tuesday is like they're Monday, so they're catching up. So Wednesday, Thursday, I found, is a quieter time. And what you're going to say is going, or your team member, saying, oh, did you receive that letter? So it just gives you a foot in the door. You're not like a cold caller because you've got a reason to be there. Always carry spare copies of the letter. They may say, yeah, um, no, I didn't receive it, or they might have received it and just threw it in the bin. So they feel like they need to listen to you because you've um, sent the letter and they haven't read it or forgotten about it. So if they 
haven't replied to your letter, visit them, say, did you receive our letter? And then that gives you a step in, talk about what you want to do. Then if they are interested, as I say, there's two ways you can work with joint venture partners. Either you can visit them, become like a mobile aesthetic service where I do go to a couple of salons. I used to go to a lot more. Go to a couple of salons and I go one evening per month. You do need to take your equipment, sharp spin, emergency drug kit with you. Or they refer to you at your practice. Doesn't matter which one they do, I always organize an open evening. So on the open evening, it's going to be done at the salon premises. So even if they're referring to you at your practice, you still have an opening with that salon premises because their clientele will be comfortable because they're used to going to that salon. You um, would organize the, in terms of the material, promotional material, but they would organize the invitations, the food, drink, refreshments, etc. Then when you're doing the open evening, there's three parts to the open evening. The first part, is a mini talk, no more than 10 minutes. Now keep it very simple. It's normally frequently asked questions or common misconceptions about Botox and fillers. So for example, maybe Botox, is it safe? Is it toxic? How long will it last? Will I get a natural look? Will I get a fake look? Difference between Botox dermophilus. Keep it very, very simple. Then the second part would be a live demonstration. When you're first starting off, I would say pick Botox to do. It's easy to do. The downside is they don't see the results in front of them, so they have to wait a couple of weeks. But when you're more comfortable and more experienced, then you can go on to dermal filler open evenings where they see the results in front of them. So start off with Botox, and I would pick the salon owner to do the Botox on the Botox stream on them at cost price. So you're not losing any money. Plus, if their clientele sees the salon owner trusting you to have Botox, plus they're going to see that salon owner a couple of weeks, month later, they can see the difference. Then the third part is questions and answers. I used to make, make a mistake, have an open um, floor for questions and answers, but I never used to get any questions because people are embarrassed or don't want to ask in front of their friends. So what I did or do now is have a private room. So you'll use just use one day treatment room. Say, so if you've got any questions, I'll be at the back in the private room, consultation room. And more people come because then they can come in confidence and have a one-to-one -one chat with you. Also, I have a special offer on the day. So I'm going to do some database collection. So as we mentioned, like the websites, I'm going to have a competition where someone can win a free treatment and they leave their name, email and mobile number. So anyone, everyone that um, attends that salon evening will get their details. So they may not necessarily uptake the treatment on that day, but at least I've got a database where I can follow up if I've got any special offers, add them onto my newsletter email list so they'll be in, reg I'll be in regular contact with them so when they are ready to undertake facial aesthetics, they'll think of me first. So that's how I work with joint venture. So we covered websites, your normal website, your microsite, be careful of the word Botox on your homepage and pay-per-click. Talked about joint ventures, the right joint venture, the right list, the right relationship, and how to do it. Okay, let's have a look at advertising and the different ways you can advertise. Print media, so newspaper ads. So people think, okay, in a digital world, newspaper ads are not going to work. They do for certain groups. In my experience, I've found that older generation, probably 50 plus, still read the local newspaper. So if you want to target, say, cheek fillers, volumization, then, and your older generation is your target market, then you're going to be doing a lot more print advertising 
compared to other people. If you're targeting, say, a younger age group where you might do more social media, digital media, Instagram, etc. So print media still works. Also, with that, you've got local magazines. I found there's a bigger uptake with local magazines compared to a local newspaper because local magazines are much more targeted and they build trust because there's only local people advertising in that magazine. Also, I found it's a lot cheaper compared to a newspaper. So depending on your area, you may not have a local magazine. Uh, obviously, use a local newspaper. If you haven't got a local newspaper or you don't think it's that red, look at the local magazines. Yeah. Now, where's radio? So same again, radio I found with the older population works really well. So that's why I said the first M, the market is critical because all these things can work or not work depending who, on who your target market is. So you've got radio advertising, train station posters. So if you're trying for yummy mummies at work, that appearance is critical to them. You may do train stations. Yeah. Leaflet drops and direct mail, that works really well. Yeah, so I do have a property business. So my leaflet guys, they deliver my property leaflets. They also deliver my face aesthetics. It's simple, but it works. And also, it's gone out of fashion. Not many people are doing it, so it'll make you stand out. So I said advertising, you've got print media, newspaper, local magazines, radio, train station ads, and leaflets, direct mail. As I said, there's no right or wrong method, medium to use. It's what your target might interest in. That's why the focus groups are critical, as well as ask them what hobbies, where they hang out, what do they do in their spare time, you want to know what newspapers, magazines, radios do they listen to or read. That's advertising. Then what you want to do is build your credibility. You want to be the go-to person in your area for facial aesthetics. There's numerous ways we can do that. First one is you could have a regular column in your local newspaper, ask the column. So most newspapers do have like a health and fitness uh, magazine supplement that comes once a month. And I used to do, in, when I had my dental practice in Hatfield, used to do a monthly uh, Ask the Expert. And they I found this easier to sell compared to dentistry because it's much more sexier and the editors love this. So it's about 10 years younger, any skin complaints, Botox, fillers. So it could be your local expert in your area. You could um, become an expert on forms. This is much more time consuming. So you could um, follow groups and forms. So you could follow groups on LinkedIn. There's some Facebook groups on 10 Years Younger, Botox. Um, there's loads of internet forms there. It is time consuming and it's hard to sell directly because people will see what you're for. So what you need to do is give advice, answer questions and become a regular contributor and then you'll build up your credibility over the long term. You can do editorials in your local paper. So a piece about uh, what celebrities are having. So what I do is if you, um, you can have Google Alerts and what I do is have Google Alerts on any celebrities that are to do with Botox or fillers, non, um, not cosmetic non-surgical treatments. So then I can tie it in. So if there's a national headline or national story, I'll put an angle to it, write a small paragraph, send it to my local paper. If And half the time they will just ignore it, half the time they'll run with it there. So that's one way to do it. Also, a press launch. 
So in terms of opening, there's three different types of openings. The first one we discuss, where the opening is with joint venture partners. So this is where you're working with someone, whether they're going to refer to you or you're going to go to their premises on a regular basis. The second one is a press evening. Press love free treatment. So what you want to do is get all the local press, local newspapers, local magazines, local radio stations, have a press evening. Um, same again, it's a bit like the joint venture opening, have an educational bit, tie in with celebrities or what's in the news, free treatment for all the staff. So you might want to do Botox on some, derma roller, skin treatments on other staff, as long as they write about it. The press do love to get free stuff and they will write a story about it as long as they can get free treatment. And the third type of open evening is to your existing patients, your own patients. So I'll keep them separate. So there's three open evenings you can plan on a regular basis. Press evening, joint venture open evening, and to your existing patients. Another thing on going back to this, you could have webinars. So I do a lot of webinars, like today's. But instead of obviously targeting dentists, you could target patients. So your patients may be busy. And if you've got a big database of patients, you could say, okay, we're introducing Botox fillers. Um, you may not be able to come to an open evening, but I've got a mini presentation. And what you would do is record that presentation. It could be five common myths about Botox or how does Botox work in the upper third of the face, difference between Botox fillers. There's numerous topics you can talk about. And it may only be 20 minutes long. Record it. And if you get any inquiry, you can send them a recording of your webinar or as part of your database collection, instead of having a free report, you can say to them, okay, have a, a recorded video um, that you can download for free if you leave a name and email us. So that's what I did with my BotoxTrainingClub.co.uk. There's a video, there's actually a webinar I did, recorded it, saved it, and so anyone that wants to watch it for free just leaves a name and email us. My other business, Dental Property Club, there's a free report. So you can mix them out. You can have a written report, video there yeah, but what you want to do is work once get paid forever so whatever activity you do your time is precious how can you leverage that can you record it can you distribute that somewhere else so we talked about credibility could be arse expert in your local area pr editorial could be an expert on forums could have a press evening and you could do regular webinars as well now activities wedding fairs so I use this twofold. One is to target the people attending the wedding fair. So obviously people are getting married. What I found, a lot of people, 50% of people, you would get treatment straight away. But the 50% may come to you in two to three years' time because they're planning that far in advance. So what I would do is, same against the open evening that um, joint venture partners have a database collection. As I said, you want to leverage, maximize your time on any activity you're doing. So at the wedding fair, I'll have a competition box, same game, win a free uh, Botox treatment. Um, when I was doing dentistry, was win free teeth whitening. So now I've got their name and email address. I know they're not going to get married for two years. They're not going to come to me straight away. Be in regular contact with them, newsletter, email shots, special offers, and what I call is TOMA, T-O-M-A, Top of Mind Awareness. So when they're ready to buy, they think of you. Why else do you think Nike, BMW spend so much money on advertising, branding? Because when you're ready to purchase, their name comes up first. So you're going to have people that attend the wedding show that you can sell directly to or indirectly click their names. And when they're ready, they'll come and see you. And it is good business. I get a lot for underarm sweating. They don't want to sweat 
on their big wedding days. So that's good profitable areas to treat. The other way I leverage my time is I get contacts with all the other people's suppliers that have got stands at the show as well. You're going to have photographers, cake makers. Um, oh, by the way, you will put on wakes. Doesn't matter what wedding fair I went to, I always ended up next to the chocolate fountain and you cannot resist. So um, I was talking to all the photographers and then I'll say, I know my target market will be going to these suppliers on a regular basis. So we had a joint venture agreement with them. You could do wedding packages, combine three or four other services and have a wedding package where you combine Botox, photography, etc., and they get a discount if they buy the whole package at once. So that's it. it's all about leverage. Work once, get paid forever. So you're going to be selling directly to the people that attend or indirectly building a relationship over the next two, three years when they're ready to purchase. Plus you're networking with suppliers that have got stands there, whether to become joint venture partners or have a network where you do a wedding package and combine each other's services. Then the last one, networking. So networking, as we know, is it's not who knows, it's not what you know or who knows who knows you. A couple of networking events I used to go to, I've stopped them now. One is BNI, which is Breakfast Network International. So they meet every once a week in the morning. I found this good for dentistry, but not too good for face aesthetics. It may be my area, but it was male dominated and they weren't interested in face aesthetics. One, they weren't interested in treatment themselves. Also, they didn't see the point of telling their wives because they thought it was a waste of money. So BNI normally works quite well for dentistry. Similar to BNI is WIBN, Women in Business Network. I found this works really well for face aesthetics. Obviously, you're gonna, if you're a male, you're going to have to send a female call. So my nurse used to go, and it works really, really well. These are people interested in their looks. They've got money, disposable income. So definitely send one of your female staff, if you're a female dentist, women in business network. BNI all means go, uh, but you'll find you'll get better conversions for dentistry with BNI compared to faces. It depends on who's the member. So each area has a chapter, and what you can do is either go on the website and they'll list all the chapter members, or you can go as a guest and see if it's male dominated and you want to concentrate on your face aesthetics, then probably look for women in business. If there's a lot of females in there, then you may have a good chance of um, converting them for your face aesthetics business. Okay, so to summarize, as I said, the first part was we talked about the, well, actually, first we talked about how to know if your face aesthetics business was a success. So, any three things you need attraction, conversion, retention. If you master those three, you'll be fine. Then we looked at the three M's. Market. You need to know who your market is. Then you're going to choose the appropriate medium that you're going to do your external marketing or any kind of marketing. Then we looked at the message, your elevator speech. What is the problem? Why the problem is a problem? Your unique solution. Keep it very generic and overcome any anticipated objections. Why should they choose you? What's so special about you? Maybe your experience, qualifications, etc., and the call to action. Then we looked at the medium, the various activities, websites, have your normal website, facial aesthetic services, and that. have a microsite specific about facial aesthetics. Be careful, pay-per-click and SEO and the words Botox. Decide whether you're going to do direct selling on your website or is it going to be list building where you offer something valuable 
like a free report or free video for them leaving their name and email address. Then we looked at joint ventures. You need the right joint ventures, normally going to be salons, gyms, etc. But have a focus group. Find out where your patients spend their money. Make sure they've got the right list. Make sure you've got the right relationship. And then how to do it. Send a letter, go into their premises, organise an open evening. Then we looked at various forms of advertising. Print media, newspaper, local magazines, leaflets, direct mail shop, radio and trade station posters. Then we looked at building up your credibility. Ask the expert in the paper, PR, editorials, become an expert on a forum, press evenings, webinars. Then we looked at wedding fairs where you can sell direct to the people attending and indirectly build a relationship when they're ready to buy and network with other wedding suppliers, either as a joint venture partner or as a wedding package. Then networking, BNI, Depending on the mix of your chapter, it may be dentistry or facial aesthetics, but definitely women in business network. I mean, my area, they used to meet once a month, so it wasn't as rigid as the BNI, but we did get a lot of business from those women there. Okay, so I'm going to open the floor to the listeners to see if you've got any questions on anything I've covered this evening, external marketing or any marketing or anything to do with facial aesthetics. So I'm just going to grab a sip of water while I'll give you time to type in your questions. Okay, so any questions on anything I covered today, external marketing, any of the medium activities we discussed, internal marketing, marketing general in facial aesthetics, Anything clinical-wise, the floor is open to anything. Obviously, if you do think of anything, once we finish the webinar, you can email me at harry at botoxtrainingclub.co.uk or on the bottom of your screen, if you just go to the website, my email address will be there, um, botoxtrainingclub.co.uk. Either no one's got any questions or we've got some maybe slow typers today. Why well, everyone's fallen asleep? Hopefully it's not the latter. <coughs> so any questions or anything? Okay. How much would you spend on marketing? Depends where you are on your face of business. So if you're at the beginning, I was spending probably 30-40% of my turnover. Because I know once I've got that initial patient base, because of the retention referrals, it's going to snowball. Now I don't spend more than 10% of my marketing turnover. So you're going to spend a higher percentage to begin with, depending on how many patients you've got, and then you're going to lower it depend once you've got the stable patient base. Because once you've got a big stable base, I'll say once you've got about 200, 300 patients, patients, it will grow organically because obviously they're going to have retention. They're going to be coming back every four to six months, plus they're going to have word of mouth there. But anything less than that, you're going to need to spend – a fair chunk but as I said you want to test everything and not do every single activity I've covered a lot of activities this is just external marketing you've got internal marketing which is newsletters um, etc with external marketing you want to know who your target market is so for example we had a local gym um, next generation gym in Hatfield 
and I had a post of an old couple because I want to advertise fillers and implants, and we had no response at all. I couldn't understand. It was really nicely branded. Wording was really good for that elevator speech. Then I realized on a visit there that it was mainly 20 to 30-year-olds that were frequenting that gym. So I changed the poster, talked about teeth wanting, had a younger couple, and we had the phone off the hook. So as I said, it all is the research and the focus groups. Who are your primary target market? Where do they spend their money? And then use the appropriate medium to target those kind of people. So if you're going to be targeting older uh, 50 plus, you're not going to be going to wedding fairs. You're going to be looking at maybe radio, local newspapers, etc. Bingo hall. Actually saying that bingo is a couple of patients are in their 20s ago is actually a quite young crowd that goes to bingo but you need that's why you need a focus group where do they hang around what hobbies do they have what where do they spend their disposable income and then just follow them so it's a bit like i don't know if you've heard of, it's called re-content marketing so you know when you visit a website and then you go away from that close that web browser go on a different website and there's a banner from that previous website that follows you obviously they don't spend money on every single website but it's called read content marketing so it follows you and that's what you want to do in the real world follow the footsteps of your pa patient where do they go for coffee in the morning do they go to gym at lunchtime what restaurant do they go to in the evening do they go to the theater etc and you want to be as i said toma top of mind awareness well thank you for that question okay Yeah, just give it a couple of minutes, but if we haven't got anything else, we'll call it a night. Let you enjoy the rest of the evening. As I said, if you go to my website, Botox Training Club, or email me at harry at botoxtrainingclub.co.uk, if you do think of anything after the webinar or any time, just email me. Okay, looks like that's it. So unless there's anyone else, I feel like I'm one of those auctioneers going once, going twice, going three times. Okay, so thank you for listening. Thank you for your participation. Any questions, please email me. And enjoy the rest of the evening. Thank you for listening. Good night.